0: So we are so excited uh, to be bringing you a special uh, podcast where we're going to be talking about one of our favorite uh, movies that we're able to see this week. Uh, it is Field of Dreams, and uh, this is going to be so much fun to talk about, and I'm here with my friend Stanford. Hi. Want to introduce yourself?
1: Yes. Hi. I'm Stanford Clark. Uh, I, I live in Utah, fellow movie fan with uh, with Rachel, and- I'm a big baseball fan, and so when Rachel and I were talking about this, we thought it might be fun to talk about, or to, to collab with a, with a baseball movie. But I, uh, I do some writing, I've got my own blog, and then I also contribute to the Animation Fascination blog, which is at animationfascination.net.
0: Yeah, great blogs, and, and yeah, it's interesting, because uh, Field of Dreams is one of those movies that I think uh, transcends genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know it's not a, really a sports movie. It's not really an inspirational movie. It's not really a family movie. Like it, it is all those things and all of more. the
1: above. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: that's what I <laughs> was reminded to rewatching it because I'd been a while since I had seen it, Rachel, and it was so fun to rewatch it because it's really it's a fun sports movie. And I think so many people think oh, it's just a baseball movie, but really it's a fantasy movie.
0: Yeah. It's, and then
1: a great family movie.
0: Yeah, it's defined as a fantasy, drama, sports film, <laughs> <laughs> and that's well, actually yeah. that's is correct. <laughs> yes, it is. It.
1: <laughs>
0: it's really also. I think you could make a case that it's a faith-based film.
1: You know, I, I think I, know I totally agree <laughs> yeah. because you no, know, it is because even though there's not just like one person that's considered God, but there's like in the in the film in the context of the film, but it's a, it is though it is it's, it's a very, spiritual film. It's a spiritual film, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, about the uh, yeah the spiritual realm out there in yeah. the cornfield, right?
0: Now, have you read the book? No, I haven't. I, okay. Have you? No, I. For, maybe it wasn't you that I was talking to that it mentioned about the book, um, but uh, but yeah, it's based on a book.
1: Yeah, called uh, Stew's Joe, right? Yeah,
0: and uh, it I was. Uh, Released in 1989, Uh, it's directed by Phil Aiden Robinson. And he uh, he
1: wrote it too, written and directed. You're right, right. he
0: he wrote it, yeah, that's true. And it stars Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan, James Earl Jones, Ray Liotta, Burt Lancaster. And you have the amazing score by James Horner. Yes,
1: I know, (laughs) that was one of the things I wanted to talk about, that score, so good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and So what were your kind of overall sort of response on this rewatch to the film? Well, I think
1: part of it, as we were just barely talking about, the whole spiritual aspect of it, because again, I remember it being a sports movie and I remember getting emotional with the family part, you know, played by Kevin Costner and Amy Madigan. I think it's so interesting to me to see, to look at this as more of an adult, you know, with more experience, how their relationship really, uh, I think, defines it. Because had there been conflict in their relationship, uh, I, I think that would... I mean, and that could that could have really messed up the... I think messed up the narrative of the film.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I really liked that part about it. And then also, I was just so taken with the performances by James Earl Jones and with Burt Land, Burt Lancaster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, wow. I was just, I had forgotten even the Burt Lancaster part. I remember James Earl Jones is in it, but the stuff that Burt Lancaster does is so cool, which I know we can talk about, but, but, uh, so yeah, I really, t- uh, those were, those were two things that really struck me. How about for you?
0: Yeah, I was really moved by it. I, th- I thought that it was a, beautiful example of how we change as we get older and how we start to think more about our sort of our, our life and what we would you know sort of I love movies about regret and and forgiveness and and just sort of those themes that it kind of in a weird way sort of reminded me of up in mm-hmm. in a way because mm-hmm. it's a, sort of the same sort of feelings that Carl's going through of of just feeling this regret about life and and it's it's kind of the same thing that uh, the Kevin Costner character is going through, where he's regretting what he did with his father yeah, in this relationship, with his father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and he gets just like Carl has sort of the chance to kind of redeem himself with Ellie. Uh, he he has the chance to kind of redeem himself with his father. Yeah, and uh, and so I thought that was really moving, and there's definitely themes that I really respond to, and I I, I thought that it was uh, just so lovingly done and uh, there's only one part that i think's a little bit heavy-handed i guess which one the brother-in-law
1: yeah the brother-in-law's a little much so obnoxious and <laughs> I, yeah I, I thought i felt that way too it's like really is this necessary but i guess they're they chose to put some comedy back. i'm glad that he finally turns around
0: yeah, yeah he know? was just a little uh it, you know sort of the um uh the the bad the the bad principle the bad you know it's just sort of the the cheesy bad guy who's coming in <laughs> yes, to kind of exactly. spoil all the fun
1: <laughs> exactly and it seems cliche almost yeah. right that yeah. uh, uh in fact there's so many things about that movie that i think that one i i totally agree with you and it seems to be there multiple times where the film could go in that direction like when when he goes to james roll jones house you know to try to convinced him about to come with him yeah same thing when they meet up with 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 Bert Lan- the burt lancaster character who plays he plays dr archibald graham who who can had kind of a missed opportunity or felt you know with with, with baseball in this past i'm sure we will, we'll talk about that but thought oh this is borderline like this is gonna go into really maudlin or really cliche yeah. but then it turns into something really wonderful you know right I, I, in my in my
0: yeah, it's kind of like a a Hallmark movie but with everything done right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. You <laughs> say it totally could be a Hallmark movie. But yeah, it 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 kind of takes a direction where it, it makes it quite ethereal and quite wonderful. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, so let's talk about this he uh, he hears these voices and I thought it was interesting sort of the first thing that the voices make him think about is is getting older mm-hmm. in age. And he says to uh, his wife, he says that, uh, that he says my father felt ancient to me I ne- and yeah. I never forgave him for getting older. Mm-hmm. He, he never did a spontaneous thing in his life. Yeah. And I don't know, is that something that you could kind of relate to about what you've like I don't know, just on any any level, either you getting older or how you thought about your parents, or just any of those kind of things. Like, was that something that felt authentic to you?
1: Oh, absolutely. It felt very authentic to me. Again, it was very telling of of, of Kevin Costner's character, you know, and and the way he was, uh, you know, portrayed his character arc. I think, but for yeah, definitely for me. You know, I think, and, and that's one of the the, the reason why this movie works so well is because it, it it speaks to to us as how we relate to you know our parents, right? Yeah. And 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 the relationship that we have with with our parents, and how that really evolves over time. As a child, we view them as either ancient or outdated or oppressive or whatever. And then, as an adult, when they're gone, all we want to do is to be with them again, and yeah. because we, we can see, we can see differently. So, that I, that clearly was key, and 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 it was it was wonderful to to see and experience that again. If that's you know, that's the thing I think I get most emotional about. I mean, I love the baseball part, of course, and the fantasy mm-hmm. part, but it's that whole connection with his dad. Yeah. And again, I appreciate so much that. His wife is supportive of him in that regard too. You know, she's not; she kind of questions it, but then she 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 figures it out and she's on board. And I just, to me, that again, that was just so helpful and, and comforting. I just don't really you don't see a lot of that in I think films today too. Yeah. Just how how that relationship works is so combative that, or confrontive.
0: That's really true. Like it's not the typical sort of judgy Judgy wife kind of thing. Like right. what are you doing? Kind of like she is she's she is great. And mm-hmm. in, in a believable way though, I felt like she's mm-hmm. not I, nobody's preachy, everybody feels authentic. Yes. And and I think that we can all relate to that feeling of of when you realize that uh, you know, holy cow, my parents aren't perfect. Like Mm -hmm. when you're a kid, you've, they're the authority figure. They're the one telling you to stop. They're the one telling you to. And so like you, you spring on any kind of hypocrisy or any seeming kind of, how can you tell me what to do when, when you made this mistake? Oh my gosh. You know, kind of thing. And, and, and so you, you don't treat them like they're human beings because they kind of aren't when you're they're their mom, they're the dad. They're not like a flesh and blood person. and, Mm -hmm. You do get that point in life when you sort of realize they did their best, they tried, yes, you know, or they, maybe they didn't do their best, depending on your parents, but right, you know, what are you going to do? And still, they're your parents, and <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And um, what was it that uh, I was just? Um, oh, I was watching uh, Moonlight actually, and that's one of the A great uh, scene in Moonlight when Mahershala Ali's character, you know, talks about his mother and how she was a bad mom but yeah. how he would do anything just to have to be able to talk to her right
1: to be able to talk to her yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah interesting yeah um, really
1: interesting these it's a it's a yeah it's a really i thought it was authentic as yeah. you said yeah
0: and so he takes and i was surprised how much happens in the first like 10-15 minutes like this movie, I think would have been way worse if it's if they were to remake it. I guarantee you, it would not be under two hours, and it would be way worse for it. Like, like <laughs> it just the, <laughs> so true. If they were to draw this out and make this this long, it would be so like you'd see sort of the the plot holes, and it would just become boring. You'd and roll
1: your eyes like, oh, yeah, here it comes.
0: like I guarantee you, this movie would be two and a half hours if it was remade, and it yeah. would be way worse for it and I just I I was just so impressed like within the first 10 minutes he's already built the field
1: I know and I was like wow I
0: don't remember that
1: (laughs) I don't remember it being so fast and I was so pleasantly surprised because I couldn't remember at what point he starts building the field and like wow there it was and it was happening and I I I was I I was thrilled and then all of a sudden they're talking about the whole Terrence Mann stuff you know the James Earl Jones character and I'm like oh wow we're going here you know it's just they it's it's so nice that it's yeah. it never feels too long it never feels too long in my opinion either one of its strengths what about yeah strengths? well
0: and his wife says when he takes when he builds the field he says she says that's the first time i've ever seen you smile talking about your father and you know i think that i mean i'm not married i've never been married but i can imagine that like and he says because he says to her i just created something totally illogical and that's what i like about it Mm -hmm. and i I think there is something in a relationship that it's like i don't care if 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 you're happy and this is making you like happy about your father or happy making you grow. right who cares (laughs) if it's totally illogical if you want to like i don't know as long as you're safe i guess uh, if, if you like that I just thought that was really cool that like that's a like a functioning strong relationship is is not somebody who's like you have to like everything that I like or you have to mm-hmm. do everything that I like, but it, and you don't even have to make sense as long as you're happy like that's what I care yeah. about is your happiness is the most important thing to me,
1: yeah, I'm with you like in that same thing i'll be a bro I don't mean to be a broken record, but I just their relationship was so well written and so well acted. I thought with between the two of them. And it just made all the difference. Cause yeah. had, had she been constantly questioning him, I mean, you know, in a way that it was like negative and, and, and tearing down mm-hmm. the relationship. Oh, that would have been just extra painful, you yeah. know? Yeah. Whereas when she's on board and even though it's weird what he's doing and illogical, yeah, he's happy. But she, and she gets a sense of it too. I think it's that spiritual thing you're talking about. How, how, how she gets the spiritual sense that this is, this is meaningful. They don't understand why, but they're. Well, and, and and I can relate
0: to it because as a spiritual person, I've done illogical things that I felt prompted to do. Yeah. You know, and it's only until after that you're like, oh, okay.
1: That's, that's why. That's (laughs) why. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: Okay, and that and then we get uh the little girl who's very she's pretty Hollywood mop top cute yeah, little girl. Yeah,
1: she's a cute little girl. Karen <laughs> Karen, right? Yeah. Her name. Or, or Karen. Do they call her Karen? Trying, no, I can't remember. I can't remember, but it's but she's played by Gabby Hoffman, who Yeah. I don't know where else we've seen her, but you know, I looked up her name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've seen her in other stuff. Yeah, but.
1: I think I've seen her in other stuff too. Uh
0: but um uh, but uh the um she, you know, she comes in, there's a man out there
1: on the lawn. (laughs) I love that she can see him, you know, because as the, as our our viewers will know, not, not everybody can see what's happening. You know, they can't see the people come out playing on the field. And I was so happy that she could see it too. Again, I I thought another good decision by Phil, uh, by uh, Mr. Robinson, the director and writer, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I, it, it, it Kind of, it's sort of like a, it really speaks to the, uh, the experience of having faith. You know that mm-hmm. that you can have like these amazing spiritual experiences, and the people that aren't sort of open to it don't have that experience. Yeah, but then they other, can't like, see it. Two people will be just crying and emotional and having the spiritual experience, and 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 then another person will be stone cold and not not have any. You know any experience? Yeah, I I knew it. The little girl, she's in Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs>
1: oh, that's why we okay. <laughs> Damn,
0: I'm, I'm so glad you looked that up. Like, oh, yeah, oh,
1: no wonder we know we know her.
0: She's but, still a working actress. It looks like I'm just looking at oh, her cool. thing. Yeah, good for her. She uh, she was in um, uh, the show Transparent. I guess.
1: Oh yeah. That's one that's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And on girls,
1: evidently. <laughs> okay. So there you go. There we go. Uh, but, she's, uh... she's kept, she's kept working good for her. Well, <laughs> she, I thought she was, she was, she was cute in it and in, in that too, you know, she was seeing it, she was seeing it and she was like having the the faith of a child. Yeah. But, but also she's just very um, kind of nonplussed if that, if that's the way to say it. But, She's like, oh yeah, there's like you're saying, there's a man out there, and she's not like eh, screaming or she never gets. Well, too that's
0: hysterical. what I was going to talk about because none of them are. Like it was so much better. Like if if like we avoided that scene where you know like if uh, if you watch like a body swap movie or something like that, and there's like, and sometimes it can be funny, but there's like, oh my gosh, where am I? What am I? You know, or whatever. Whenever there's magic. In a movie, you know, there's there's usually this, like, really strong, somewhat over-the-top response. But that's not what happens here. When he goes and meets yeah. Shoeless Joe, he's just like, wow, cool. Like, <laughs> I appreciated that we didn't get that. Exactly. I don't know. I, I liked that it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, ah, you know. Yeah. And I do, too, was... like,
1: the emotions, again, back to being authentic. I think the emotions were authentic, but also subdued. Yeah. and that was such a such a plus i thought i mean the only thing that that really gets emotional the main is like at that school which <laughs> is more yeah. kind of for humor that uh at that that school meeting or whatever where there people are freaking out
0: um, yeah but, so there yeah there's this uh that's the next day there's this or the next scene there's this uh, censorship hearing about this author who's written these books uh terence Mann is his name and i uh, i did lo- there was some really good writing in this scene which i think saved her from being a little over the top but but yeah, I it's one of those she- that
1: could go over the edge you know in a second but thankfully it doesn't
0: <laughs> yeah it just, well yeah. and she says you know well i lived the 60s and the other lady's like well i did too and she's like no you didn't you lived two 50s in the 70s <laughs>
1: I know. That's a good line. Huh?
0: That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that she was fabulous in that scene, Amy Madigan. She oh, is so good. She, she aced it. She's yeah. really
1: good. Really good. And, and yeah, and I agree with you. And it was such a great illustration of her character. You know, just that she really was a thoughtful, passionate person, but it just plays into, again, the great relationship that she and her husband have.
0: Yeah. And that. Um, uh, the, the way that she, uh, defended, I don't know. It's like she defended the, 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 the right thing you know, not censoring these books and not burning books, you know, of course, without being kind of sanctimonious or, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just thought that like now it would be, it would be so much more preachy
1: yes. oh. than it
0: was. Yes. Ben.
1: I've thought about that so much too, Rachel, that <laughs> it would, be so much, it would be so much more preachy, so much more contentious, you know, yeah. Yeah. Than, from, from, from all sides and, and almost like that, they couldn't make it today because, yeah. you know, the, it's, it's,
0: yeah, it's an interesting question. Like, could they, cause I feel like this movie would be either too much of a faith-based film if they made it today and you know too much about come to Jesus kind of a thing mm-hmm. uh or it would be to kind of co- try to completely remove that element and become too secular I feel like it, I don't know maybe or I feel like maybe an old school director like a Steven Spielberg or Robert Zemeckis I could trust <laughs> to pull yeah. it off but we other than that I don't know
1: I <laughs> know uh, seriously they could yeah. if they could pull off the material so again kudos to uh Mr. Robinson, our, yeah. our, our, our writer and director, because he he Fights he was able to pull it. He, he, it was, and it was a fi, it's a fine line, and that he really wow, he was able to do it. You yeah. Know?
0: Uh, well, and especially because all you know that all of a sudden it becomes this road trip movie, and the fact that he's able I to know. kind of make all of that work is really hard. Like the what they're able to pull off is is really really hard. Yeah i had forgotten the road trip part too, or
1: or I had suppressed it. I'm not sure. Not that <laughs> yeah. it's horrible, but it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." He and he and James, you know, Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones go on the road, and yeah. like, wow, that's so, <laughs> it's so it's so it's so weird. Yet again, it moves. You know, thankfully, it's just yeah. it's part of the plot. They move it; and they don't like get too stuck on it. But cool stuff happens, yeah. you know, which I hope you know, which we'll talk about. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I, it,
0: it is great when he goes, so he goes to meet, find Terrence Mann because he hears this, uh, this, you know, this second kind of, uh, this voice, uh, you know, that he has to go the distance. And so he has to go and find, uh, find Terrence Mann. And... And, and what's the
1: pain quote? Wasn't there like, R- f- relieve his pain or what's there? Or is that later? Am I, am I, am I missing, am I mixing Terrence Mann with, with uh, Archibald Graham? Uh
0: can't remember um i can't remember i didn't write that down shoot um but uh, but anyway he goes and uh and i i like he just says i swear to god i am the least crazy person i've ever known
1: <laughs> isn't that great I <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and i love when he has the the he's, he's got trying to fake the shotgun or whatever in his jacket <laughs> you're like <"Yeah>, all right <laughs>
1: that's a really funny scene isn't yeah. it
0: yeah it's really Cause,
1: good because kid, yeah i was like what are you doing here this is so crazy and, and terrence Mann has been holed up for a lot of years and kind of suppressing his own you know pain. Yeah, i'm looking I at mean, the pain quote because i really think that there's a i think there
0: yeah he basically because he has researched and, and tried to find he found this uh, article. About uh, the Terrence Mann had written had given this interview um, about him and baseball and and so he goes out to try to find Terrence Mann and um and he uh, he you know he feels like this this is a necessary part of finishing this this quest I guess <laughs> that yeah. started with the baseball right. And meantime, in the, in the meanwhile, uh, the brother-in-law is uh, putting all kinds of pressure on them because of the mortgage and the field yeah, and everything all, like Yeah, because of all the
1: money that they've lost from get, the, get, giving up the farm, you know, that they yeah. the suffered. I, like,
0: I feel like, I mean, I don't know anything about farming or whatever, but I feel like you wouldn't lose all of that, uh, all of that money so fast.
1: I know. You know, like, like when a crop yeah.
0: cycle and stuff like that and have to sell and but oh well, what are you gonna do?
1: Right. No, that's <laughs> like, exactly. it's just
0: like a week or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. So that is one of the things they had to put into the movie, right, to give it some more drama or more conflict. But yeah.
0: Do you find that quote? Well, it was
1: ease his pain. Ease his pain. So he I just he... can't remember at what point it comes in <laughs> if it's talking about I really think part of talking about Terrence. Oh yeah, you're right. That's what he hears that's first.
0: Right. Yeah. While in the field, Ray, pain hears, pain Ray hears the voice again. This time, urging him to ease his pain.
1: Yeah. And then, and then he then attends then the go. meeting,
0: and then he finds the article. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I got that confused. Oh, no, you're,
1: it, oh you're good. And it then isn't go a the d- distance, right? Yeah, oh.
0: and then go the distance. So yeah, so he he goes to try to help Terrence. And, of course, Terrence thinks that he's a nut he's at crazy. first. <laughs> and they have some great great back and forth, some great uh, time together. And yeah. he finally convinces him to go to this baseball game. And that's when he hears that we go the distance and mm-hmm. that they have to go to Minnesota to find Moonlight Graham, one of these players. And uh, I don't know. Like, so all of that is fun. And, and that's where we meet uh, Doc Graham and we find out that he was a former baseball player who ended up uh, ended up having ended up becoming a doctor after he couldn't play anymore and he like quietly helped all of these children as a doctor and uh and and we even kind of go back to 1972 where he finds the doc and uh so uh anyway it's it sort of what do you think of low scenes? You said you really love Burt Lancaster.
1: Well, yeah. As I mentioned at the beginning, uh, I think Burt Lancaster is such a great actor, and I thought it was so cool that he that he was in this movie. And and I had forgotten, you know, this is, sadly that 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 uh, Burt Lancaster had had a role. And I read too. This was this was one of his final screen appearances. Oh, interesting. I, 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 I meant to do. I wanted to find out what his actual truly last screen appearance was, but this was, this was near the end of his, his career, his life. And, and uh, yeah, it does. You know, if you tell that he's, you know, uh, you know, of his age in the film, but he, again, it's one of those it's on the borderline of like, Oh, this is going to be stupid or this is going to be special or go, go, go on modeling. But it just turned out so cool the way, The way they do the way they do this, and again, it really starts to feed him more into into the fantasy. But you, you find out that Doc Graham, uh, he, he had to choose right between baseball and medicine, or wasn't that how? Well, how no. Or how did you so, interpret that? Am I am I missing that? So Let's he that played upgrade.
0: one game for the yeah, Giants. Yeah, he played the
1: one game. Yeah, he never
0: got to actually hit a, never a bat. Never hit. And uh, and then so he never got to uh, got to really have his baseball dream. And we also know that. Uh, that Terrence Mann also had a dream of baseball. That's what was in the interview.
1: In the uh, interview, yeah.
0: Yes. And so uh, it's like I said, it's sort of similar to Up in this way that you know you have these dreams, just like Ellie and Carl had this dream of going to South America, uh, but you know life got in the way. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and
0: you've got sort of the dream of of his father. You've got the dream of Shoeless Joe uh, that was interrupted. You have the dreams of Terrence. And of uh, the um, of Doc. So, yeah. And I really did love uh, when he says uh, that, he says, where is it? He said that he tells the story about how he treated his father. And he says, I could never respect a man whose hero was a criminal. And talking about how his dad loved Shoeless Joe. And how he, you know, got on the, the the bus and never saw him again. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really, really moving. And how we sometimes in life judge people for such stupid things, things that are just so either out of their control or that are just so unimportant in the grand scheme of things. But at that moment, they feel important. But you know, which baseball player? that a person likes you know the fact yeah. that you would it, it's just interesting and i think we all do that sometimes you know it's mm-hmm. just like yeah I do too you know how could you buy this car or how could you uh how could you support this person or how could you you know whatever it is and yeah. uh, anyway i thought that was really really good yes scene totally great so um so then they they get this uh this young man this kind of hitchhiker guy um, that they pick up and uh, they take him to, to see the game. So you have the young man, you have Terrence and uh, and the brother-in-law and Kevin Costner and, and the wife and the daughter yeah. all there uh, and, watching this game.
1: And, and the young man, his name is Archie Graham. So they're all, you know, James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner look at each other because they've just... Met
0: right,
1: you know. Anyway, it's it's a younger incarnation of of Doc Graham, right? Right, and again, the it's,
0: reveal, yeah,
1: yeah, and and uh it's it's one of those things again. It was it, it's so cool that they just kind of smile and let it be rather than yeah. freaking it out and right. But then, but, you, but you can tell if they're smiling, they're like oh my goodness, you know, look who we're with
0: yeah 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 and you know the fact that he could finally get his chance to play ball right. and everything and right. it's very exciting Ma- magical, and
1: magical you know in, in the best sense of the word
0: yeah, yeah. and uh so the brother-in-law the, is the total awful and he the pushes jerk. the little girl off of the bed the bleacher and uh and uh and she's uh wind not the wind knocked out of her and that's when doc has come back through the game, give up his chance to play anymore as young doc. And uh, he, he saves her saves the little girl. Yeah. And uh, it, uh, you know, he gives up his kind of, I guess you could only play once or something. I don't know. Are the yeah. rules. <laughs> I,
1: don't, I, I don't know the rules
0: either, but again, that's
1: when the water, that's when the, my waterworks started to, you know, I'm just bawling as this is happening, but yeah, he, here he is young Archie gives up his chance to pay play baseball game to, to save a life and and uh it's it's cool and then and then Bert lancaster walks off again into the you know through the cornfield and is yeah like, wow so and cool. then the
0: the brother-in-law is finally able to see the game. right the brother-in-law
1: <laughs> finally stops being a jerk and then that And
0: I don't know. He's like, don't sell the farm. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to ask you your thoughts on that, Rachel. Do you, do you feel like the brother-in-laws kind of changed your heart? Was it, was it too sudden? Did it feel right to you? And what, what? The
0: thing is, is I think that I, that it probably is not a change that will last very long. Like, I think it's kind of a, a to use an example that you and I know, like a, a layman and lemuel kind of a thing that, that, you know, you see that you, you, you see this angel, you see this magical, you see this thing and you're very humbled and you're faithful and, but you know, very quickly, you kind of talk yourself out of it, or convince yourself that it was silly or stupid or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in that moment, I can kind of buy that he would do that. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't think it will last.
1: Right. Thankfully, it lasted I'm... to the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thinking, don't go back. Don't become mean again. Don't become mean again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us get through the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it they could have i wish that they had figured out a way to kind of write that a little bit better i don't know it's tough like you have to create some conflict for the story but right. i don't know I, I just it was a little little much a little over the top
1: yeah a little over the top and again i was just trying to think well what what makes it so people can see see the players is it just they they have to have some Faith, or they just have to like believe Kevin Costner. <laughs> you know, I was—I mean, I'm joking, but but I'm wondering though, what would what caused them to be able to see, you know, to see to see the players, or, or what caused him?
0: Yeah, that's a good to have question. His, to have his
1: blinders to have his blinders lifted?
0: Yeah, I, I brother-in-law. Think, yeah, I think that it it does have something to do about faith, and if mm-hmm. you believe that, if you believe in it, then you can see it. But if you don't – and so maybe it is kind of a cop-out that he did see it at that time because he still didn't really believe just because he'd seen uh, he'd seen one person come off of the field like that. Yeah. But but maybe he did. I don't know. That's interesting.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe he did because he, he saw – well, Burke Lancaster, like, appears out of nowhere from his view because he wouldn't have yeah. seen him as young Burt Lancaster, you know, as the young Archie Graham that – but then when he becomes Doc Graham, it would be weird, you know. Oh wow, where did this doctor come from? You know, that just saved the life of my niece. Yeah. You know? and yeah. then, But still, it is interesting. Yeah, not our favorite, clearly not our favorite character in the, <laughs> in the film. The brother-in-law.
0: No. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But it works. It serves its purpose, I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, then the the um. Uh the doc says uh, do you to or the or I can't remember if it's Raylio or if the doc one of them says uh do you want him to come with us looking at Terrence? And uh um let's see here. Um and I." Uh, he basically is like, is that why you did this for for me? Is that why you know? And he says to Ray, he says, I think you better stay here, you know. Stay. I think you better yeah. stay there." And uh, and that's when Terrence walks through the corn, and so he kind of has his sort of moment where he he gets to have his his dream, his childhood yeah. dream or whatever. Uh, did that? Was that moving for you? You know, actually, it really was, and. I, I, I I I
1: liked how it was all it was all put together. I really liked how James Earl Jones and what a great performance he gives throughout the film. And and now because it's not like it's like he's going into a new, a new life or or a younger version of himself or something really happy. And I thought he you know he played it in a way where he's in a way almost giddy about it and. I, I thought that was just so interesting because again, it could have been either all dramatic or something again, or and heavy, but in, instead they make it cool. And, and I mean, you can see from, from that his character is, you know, he's kind of done with his current life and the the way that he's been a recluse, you know, and 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 feeling feeling bitter about things. But this yeah. whole this whole situation. Brought some, brought brought him back to life, and it's like he's going to go on to now something new. And I don't know if it's necessarily like he's he's going on to to death or going. I mean, that that part was a little unclear, but still, it just seemed like a, a happy progression for him that he wasn't going to have to go, you know, go back to the city and be unhappy again. You know, just kind of living yeah. in London's apartment, but he was going to be. Do something cool. <laughs> what, yeah, how he's you, gonna fulfill you, his
0: dreams. Like that's yeah, that's why I, I you know, I kind of saw it as sort of this uh this passing passing through you know, that his work was done mm-hmm. and that he could mm-hmm. you know, he could he could go. <laughs> he could go yeah, forward. He could go and forward. Yeah. um and yeah, and then uh, you because know, Ray wants to wants to go too. Like he wants to yeah. That's why they're like, um, you need you're needed here. We need mm-hmm. you here. But we needed somebody who, uh, who would, was willing to do what you did, was willing to sacrifice so much, and was willing to listen. Yeah, uh, that you were somebody who had that faith, and uh, and that like the world especially needs people like that mm-hmm. to stay, and uh, and so that was really good. And uh, and then you see a player on the on at the i think at home plate or at the on the field that uh <laughs> that Ray recognizes and it turns out that it's his father and uh and and that was part of the ease sort of the ease his pain ease his pain kind of part. Yeah. And, uh, and so that is really just moving, sort of. It, again, it remind me, reminded me of, of in Up when, uh, when uh, he finally reads that ins- inscription in the book written by Ellie, yeah. of, uh, Thanks for the Great Adventure. And he feels this this sense of sort of forgiveness and that he doesn't have to live with that regret mm-hmm. anymore. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a similar experience here and you know he he realizes that that was the that was the message you know was if you build it he will come you know that was his father and it was right that it's his father it's yeah. not
1: necessarily shoeless joe jackson you know that it's his father yeah yeah it's that,
0: really, it'll make, it'll make, it It give me the feels. It really does. Uh, I, it, was, it,
1: it was just, as I had already told you, it was a ball fest for me. Yeah. I just, just, you know, just pathetic there. Just ugly crying, you know, just so it's, it, it's so moving.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and again, it's just, ha- it's handled, it's handled so well. And I, I, I love that line, you know, where he's saying, well, is this heaven? It's like, no, it's Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Although that was that his dad or was that shoeless Joe Jackson that says that, but um, um you know I I'm, can't remember. I might I be remember. misquoting it, but still, uh, that uh, that interaction that he has with his dad because it's like his dad. I mean, because clearly he's he's encountering his dad before you know in in, in the timeline before he was even born, right? Mm-hmm. And he's 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 seeing him as a as a as a young man, and uh it's almost like they get to reestablish their relationship and in so many ways, or that again, Kevin Coster gets to kind of right or wrong. You know, he gets to change his, his perspective and, and, and see his dad as he really was rather than through the filters of, of his youth where he was, he was not seeing things clearly. And, and, oh, it's, it's so great. I mean, in
0: Him and his dad and a plane catch.
1: Oh, I know. It's so... It's just so great. And the James Horner score is going, you know. It's just... It's filmed so perfectly. It's it's a perfect moment. So good.
0: Yeah, I mean, the James Horner score, he has such a great gift Mm -hmm. of making things gentle Mm -hmm. and yet impactful. And I really... Uh, not telling you how to feel in scenes, which I really mm-hmm. appreciate. You I know, appreciate it too. Certain composers, uh, they are just so heavy-handed in like, like I, I mean, all hail John Williams so much, but. In the Lincoln score, that was the one that I did not care for. I felt like in that score he was telling you what to think a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and uh, there are lots of examples, you know, of that where it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I a lot of people loved the score of Jackie. It got nominated for an Oscar. I didn't care for because I felt like it was also very like, this is the sad part. Boom. <laughs> this is the you know, and That's this right. is just so gentle and it's so. Uh, um beautiful and... it is
1: it's beautiful and again, just not heavy handed from yeah. anybody yeah. you know from the actors, from the direction, yeah, and then yeah, it's just re- really well said about the music is so it's just so beautiful and it, it just add, it adds to the feeling, and you can experience your own emotion, and it's simply it's crying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes everybody cry, yeah yeah,
0: and i don't know it's just so it's so well paced it's so well written it's so well acted it's so it has such a beautiful message about family and mm-hmm. and about getting older and about uh forgiving people in your life mm-hmm. and uh, and letting people and not and not just like forgiving people but like understanding people's uh weaknesses and their pains the you know the easing you're easing their pains you're understanding mm-hmm. kind of who they are and, and, uh, um I don't know so I I, I just love it. it it's it's interesting because I, I shared with you the Siskel and Ebert review and uh, Siskel didn't get it
1: yeah <laughs> get I thought it. the same thing like Ebert got it and Siskel did not yeah and and, and uh that, that was yeah very telling I was so glad you shared you shared that with me because Roger Ebert was going on and on kind of like Rachel and I have been doing yeah. you know that where you know, this movie's spiritual it really gets it it really Again, it's a great baseball movie, but it's also this wonderful fantasy movie that where kind of wrongs of the past for me yeah. right again, and it's just so satisfying, and, <laughs> yeah, and <then laughs> Jesus comes in and uh, you know, he's like, Bull oh. Durham is a better baseball movie, and he's going... Uh,
0: You're <laughs> like, Bull Durham is... T-, like I just think this... I mean, I've never seen Bull Durham, but like, this is a... This is just not just a baseball movie, and you have to kind of look at it as... Yeah. As a unique film,
1: it is. It's it a really spiritual is. movie. That's it what is. it is. It really is. And 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 uh, and Bull Durham might be focused more on, on on the technicalities. I've seen Bull Durham more on the, you know, the day to day life of a baseball player and just how that and and how how that goes down, or at least you know, in the particular caricature of uh, of this player. But yeah. But uh, this this really plays into the whole mythic element of of baseball in addition to this wonderful fantasy story you know too and this wonderful family story that because yeah. there's something just special about baseball and yeah. and it, it, it's it's somewhat hard to describe but but but
0: yeah, I was going to ask you, why do you think that baseball is particularly cinematic? I mean, there have been a couple of good football movies, Rudy, mm-hmm. for instance, of course. And there's been a couple of good baseball, I mean, basketball movies with Hoosiers and yeah. and stuff like that. But um, I don't know, it just seems like there's something especially cinematic about yeah, baseball. There is.
1: There's something about, the, you know, the uh, just the, the way the game is played and the and the layout of the field. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the battle between the pitcher and the batter, you know, there's the, 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 that, that, that sort of setup. I think also too, you know, baseball is just so focused on its own history because everything about it is, is, is tracking statistics and it's all about, you know, looking to the past and, and trying to improve and as, as you're in the present and and moving into the future and everybody's focused Mm -hmm. on, on history in it and I think that that plays a big part I mean other sports too clearly you know there, there, there's history with everything there's something about the history of baseball and I, I'm with you and maybe mm-hmm. I can't say I, I completely understand it or can articulate it but but mm-hmm. I just don't know of any other sport whereas you you're looking both at the past present and future all at once and and it's 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 just uh
0: yeah, so I think there's a it. sort of a leisurely pace to baseball. Yes, good
1: call. That, yeah, that the kind of, of
0: yeah, that kind of makes it particularly cinematic. And I think that like it's harder to fake basketball it's harder to because like for just just the physique of the players alone right. it makes it right. a little hard mm-hmm. um but uh, uh you know in football you don't really see the characters you don't see the players faces when they play you don't you know like uh, as much and i don't know there's just something that's a little it's not quite as um uh, it's not just it's easy to understand baseball mm-hmm. Uh, baseball, it's just you hit the ball or you don't hit the ball. You catch right. the ball or you don't. Right, you know, you don't like,
1: catch the ball. <laughs> and you're right. You're seeing their faces. Yeah. And you can see their reaction. Yeah. to Things where, as these other sports, yeah, basketball is either too fast moving or you know it's just it's just it's going on so crazy. Yeah. I mean, and football, even hockey too. You know, I mean, it's just it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see. And I think and baseball too. I mean, even though clearly football's an American thing, too, at least, you know, with American football, but baseball's so American. Yeah. You know, for a lot. Like, and, and there's just something, uh combination of spiritual and kind of patriotic about it, which I think pulls mm-hmm. at the heartstrings,
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously for this story, that's the only, I mean, I guess you could make a soccer field or something, but like. That wouldn't be, but, but for the most part, like, this is the only one that could work. Like, yes. he, it's the only thing you can make in a field, like you yes. have to have to be in baseball. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, it, it really does work. And, you know, you also of course have the history of the, uh, of Shoeless Joe and, and the other um, sort of players and all that stuff kind of comes into play here. Yeah, And, and so it is, it, 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 yeah.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt you, Rachel. I really, about Shoeless Joe, that's another thing that I thought was so interesting about this film is that it brings in some actual history and then ties in a lot of fictional stuff around it, which is which I thought was a fun way to, to write it. So, you know, the Shoeless Joe thing was truly a scandal. It was in 1919, and he and his team, it was the Chicago White Sox, where they won the World Series, but or no, they, they played in the World Series and they were accused of, of throwing the game, the game, fixing the game. And they all got convicted and got kicked out of the, you know, the banned from baseball. Uh, and, but regardless, I thought that was so interesting that they, you know, that the, the writer, the screenwriter and the director pulled a real story back into this whole fictional mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah, I, I like that. I thought that was, I thought that was fun. What did you Me think? Too. About
0: oh, I did too. I did too. I mean, I don't know a whole much about that, uh, about all of that, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought that it was neat to, to kind of have this magical realism uh, involved with some of these sort of real like characters, yeah, that real life people who, who you know, and sort of work that in a, in a really loving, kind way. Mm-hmm. Sort of this is Shoeless Joe's redemption a little bit. This movie, yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I, I maybe Pete Rose is waiting for his uh, his field of dreams, movie. <laughs> exactly,
1: Pete <laughs> Rose. Well, another thing that I had I had read, and again, I, 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 I wish I had the source, so I hope I'm not misquoting it, but. It was an interview with the director, with 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 this Phil Alden Robinson, uh, and he was saying that the character of Terrence Mann, the James Earl Jones character, he was also toying with the idea of having him be an actual author that had either you know that had died and and using you know bringing in that as a fantasy, and then he decided to go oh. in the direction of of creating a a fictional author that still seemed very real, <laughs> but. And I guess I thought that was a good choice, but that might have been fun to. you probably could have gotten away with it, <laughs> you yeah. know, in this film, in, in this fantasy film. But yeah.
0: But, so if if you had to give it a one through one to ten, what what would you give Field of Dreams?
1: Oh, uh, probably a, a nine or nine and a half. Yeah. i don't I don't think it's just completely perfect you know for some of the reasons we've been talking about the brother in law and some of the stuff but wow it's close it's, it's so it's just so so good but yeah what, what would you do? i would also
0: give it a nine I really do love it and yeah it was just it was really just warmed your heart to watch i I loved watching this movie and I loved all the performances and I loved the message of uh of book, realizing people's pains and people's and forgiving them and 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 uh and also just listening to those voices listening to who do you think who do you think was the voice do you think it was uh was it uh was it himself was it joe was it his dad
1: yeah uh, that's a really good question i i don't have it an was answer. it god well yeah i i ultimately <laughs> wonder if it was god but yeah i yeah. I thought you know, and maybe they're, they're, they're trying to make us think that it was shoeless Joe Jackson, yeah, but uh,
0: there's a case to be made for it, I think,
1: yeah, uh, and that shoeless Joe knew that it was a combination of that it would be great for for him, but that also this this man needed to be reconciled with his father, and, yeah, and uh but
0: I don't know. Just like I love the message of just sort of being open to the spiritual, being open to the things in life that you can't explain, and and you know it's interesting because I you know I loved the movie Your Name, and a, a couple of the people that haven't been as into it were, were like, why would you, why would he try to find this this. Uh, this city that he Why would he make these choices? Why would he do that? And I was like, you're missing the, you're missing missing the spiritual, (laughs) you're missing the spirituality to this. You're missing that, that there's something deeper here that they're trying to figure out, that they're trying to understand. And and, uh, so I, I love movies that, that I love the fact that he says, you know, this is the first illogical thing I've ever done in my life. And he says that with a smile, because Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, that that's an important thing about being human is that we should follow, We should be spiritual people. We should be, at least I am certainly much happier in my life when I am a spiritual being, when I am somebody who is thinking beyond just what I understand. And I'm trying to, uh, you know, people could say it's, I, you know, I might describe this following the spirit. Other people might call it intuition. Other people might call it different things. But I, I, I don't think, I don't want everything to have to make sense or be for my own sort of profit, you know, in, in, in some kind of ledger uh, yeah. that, oh, this, this is the right. So sometimes, some things, sometimes things on paper aren't maybe the best decision, but I feel that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that I need to quit this job. I feel that I need to, to start this. I feel that I need to meet this person. And that's the kind of person that I want to be you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
1: You know, that totally makes sense. And with with Kevin Costner's character, it's it's so interesting too, because I I, I kept thinking that he was and the first time I watched it as well. I was at that point. This one, I do remember like, oh, this was all about, you know, kind of redeeming the, the Chicago White Sox from 1919, you know, and his having his father come in really c- c- took me by surprise. And yeah, and but really, that's but that's what it was really all about, you know. I think again, it was between you know, the Ray reconciling, you know, Ray, the character, reconciling with his dad. And, yeah, and I'm with you that the whole, you know, being more spiritually minded. And, 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 uh, it just took him places where, you know, he, even his own log, you know, couldn't, his logic wouldn't take him there. And I think he was surprised too. I don't think that he was even expecting to see his dad. You know, no. He talked about the regret, but it wasn't like, Oh, I wish I could make this better. It's just like, Oh, this is just, I regret this. And yeah. that was such a, uh, a wonderful and a meaningful surprise. It was really, really, really I mean, he great. was
0: willing to do something that was completely illogical. They, they had, he had no sense of this is what's going to happen or yeah. this is where I'm going to go. He just was willing to follow, sort of mm-hmm. follow the spirit, follow his gut, however you want to describe it. Yeah. He, he He followed the voice. He heard the voice. He followed the voice. And, you know, that made all the difference to all these people.
1: Yeah. And again, so much about faith because he he didn't know what was going to happen he didn't know where this was going to end and he was really just i think walking by faith taking one step at a time or, or kind of dealing with one message at a time whether yeah. it's if you build it they will come uh you know go to the distance. or go the distance yeah yeah
0: yeah it's interesting what do you see kind of happening in in their world after after the movie's over you see the cars coming you see all the the cars coming in and so you just hope that that uh at at
1: least for a while and people come he's able to recoup his money yeah you know uh that people can people can see this and uh i you know that's a good question because i kind of my hope is that it wouldn't like turn it. He wouldn't like build a big mega stadium, you <laughs> no. know, for the know. for all the all the people to come see this. But that he's able to recoup his money, feel reconnected, you know, or feel like some wrongs of the past have been righted, and then he's and able to move on with his future. Maybe he continues farming or or something. Or yeah. who knows? What do you? Yeah, what do
0: you see? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I can't That's imagine the that the uh, the yeah, I, I, I would think that the that these these voices and these things wouldn't allow him to get too off track. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. you know what I mean.
0: Like I can imagine after a while, them being like, "Okay, buddy, <laughs> tear it down. Yeah, <laughs>
1: replant the corn." <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I hope I I hope I I think that uh that I don't know maybe he'd he'd like start a a, a little minor league team or something like that.
1: Right, like and, uh... he said, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a fun thing. And he can still use the field, right? It becomes yeah. more of a, of a community thing. The community rallies around it. And the you know maybe all baseball... those
0: horrible people at the meeting all of a sudden <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> they're like, oh, we love this baseball field.
0: And then maybe his wife could become a a, a, a Terrence Mann scholar or something yes, like that.
1: <laughs> exactly, she's gonna teach Terrence Mann at the community college
0: or yeah. whatever it'd be like uh,
1: yeah it'd, it'd carry on <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and, so yeah
0: well this was a really fun uh movie to watch i really enjoyed it and yeah. uh, it it's it's i have to laugh though with this movie because uh, it is one that you kind of like like we said you have to kind of go with or you don't mm-hmm. go with and i in on how i mother <laughs> they do have a recurring joke that uh, that this is Robin's least favorite movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and, that's
1: so funny. Yeah,
0: and and Ted and like Barney are like I know. They, you? <laughs> they just their reaction
1: yeah. to that,
0: <laughs> and they're like going over there like, and Barney's <laughs> like, "Can we talk about something else?" You know, he's like getting out crying he's all teary
1: eyed. I know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um. Uh, so great uh, what's uh, lily's like i'm sure he's not mad at you about some movie and then you see them the next scene they're like how could she not like that movie how could she not like field of dreams <laughs> <laughs> so it is yeah. true It it, it, it's it true. is true but i i really do i i really do love it so um so where can people find you
1: all right. Well, uh, as I mentioned, I, I write for animation fascination. So it's animationfascination.net. Uh, also on my blog, which is stanfordclark.com, or I'm on Twitter at StanfordClark.
0: Clark. Cool. Well, and if you can put in the comment section, uh, what other sort of classic movies would you guys like us to talk about? Cause I, we had a lot of fun with this one. And, uh, so just give us some ideas of, uh, of what else, uh, would be fun, and um, so thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Rachel. This has just been wonderful. Thanks so much. We'll
0: try to get to see Diary of a Wimpy Kid this weekend sometime. So that will be fun, and uh, <laughs> and then somebody
1: has to do a Rachel. Yeah. you're taking one for the team. Speaking up.
0: <laughs> and then no, I next too. week, I'm really excited. We will be reviewing Doctor Who on Tuesday, like we we've been doing, and uh, also. Uh, we will be reviewing the new version of Dirty Dancing, me and my friend Amber. So oh, that Are you going to watch be, that yeah, that's gonna on watch. ABC? It'll be really bad, but all we're going to watch right. it. So that will be fun. and, uh, and then Rachel. Also, yeah. And then uh, on Saturday, next Saturday, my friend Richard and I are doing his picks, her picks, uh, our series, uh, and we are talking uh, Stardust and – Uh, and time bandits so that'll be that'll be a lot of fun so some things to come up to look forward to in the next week so thanks so much and uh, we will talk to you soon